The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Well, on many of the uh, Orthodox calendars that you'll find, and in many of the liturgical guides, today is first listed as Meat Fair Sunday, and then secondly, almost parenthetically, as the Sunday of the Last Judgment. It's kind of an interesting juxtaposition, having these two together. Um, perhaps we ought to know where the, the phrase uh, or the word meat fair comes from. Um, it actually harkens back to that word carnival. Um, and uh, the word carnival, Mardi Gras and so forth, harkens back uh, to the uh, Latin phrase carne vale, or farewell to meat, or farewell to flesh, actually a little more closely. So in a sense, we might also call today, meet farewell. <laughs> so on one hand, we get ready to go to a barbecue. And on the other hand, we get ready for Judgment Day. It, here again, it's one of those kind of interesting juxtapositions that we find in this life. We prepare, on the one hand, for a Judgment Day which may come a thousand years from now, or it just may come on the way back from the picnic today. We really don't know. There is a soberness that ought to come over, over each of us when we hear the gospel today. For there is an appointment that every man and every woman has. Now, none of us have put this appointment onto our iPhone calendars, with a cheerful and appropriate little reminder chime because we don't know when that appointment is coming. And we won't have time when that day does come to update our Facebook status about it. There will not be time. It will come to us when it comes to us in God's good time. The epistle to the Hebrews warns us that it is appointed unto man once to die and after that comes the judgment. So to set our death and our judgment before us is a grace from God. It is not a morbid thing. It is a grace from God to set your death before you, to set your judgment before you. We just, otherwise, we'll just get ready for the picnic which is nice in and of itself, but we have not come today just to prepare for a picnic. We have come today to prepare for judgment. So please, listen carefully to what is said, not just in my feeble homily, but in the hymnody of the Holy Church on this day. We begin to prepare here and now for the day of judgment. Perhaps, indeed, we are here and we just don't know it yet. As we clergy pray before the liturgy, we say, strengthen me for thine appointed service, that standing without condemnation before thy fearful judgment seat, I may fulfill the sacred service. In a mystery are we, in a sense, before the judgment seat. The service suddenly becomes more serious, not 
frivolous. If I am before my judge, what defense do I make in that moment as he looks at me and I cannot look at him? What defense do I make? Do my good deeds, I beg, I pray, do my good deeds somehow outweigh my bad ones? And even though I know that that's not how things get decided, I, I reach for that, for that straw in that moment. Do my good deeds outweigh my bad ones? And I know, no, they don't. Mine don't. And forgive me, yours probably don't either. Again, the clergy pray before the entrance, laying aside all defense, we sinners offer unto thee this supplication. We offer a supplication, that one thing, that one thing that makes any difference in the moment of our judgment. As we stand before the judgment seat, we pray, we sinners offer unto thee as master this supplication, have mercy on us, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And in that moment, the dread judgment seat becomes a mercy seat. Wrap yourself around that and pray that your dread judgment seat, for before which you stand, becomes a mercy seat. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Here in this place, and there in that place, if we have the eyes to see it, we will be judged not according to the measure of our deeds, but according to the greatness of his mercy, that great mercy which is beyond anything we could think or dream. Can the mercy that we receive here today in this place change in us what we go from here to do? Can it change in us what we are at our very core? Can it change the way we live? How do we live having been given mercy? If we are to truly see to that mercy, to reach for that mercy, to touch it and to receive it as the medicine that it is, it would surely transform everything about our life. We would never be the same. For the measure of how true and faithfully we have received what we have been given here is the practice of the mercy of love when we depart from this place in peace and go out into the world. We go out into a world where there is little peace, where there is little love and little mercy except that which we would carry from this place. Mercy, not just for our kin and our friends and for those our loved ones, but for the stranger on the street and even for the enemy. We do not have to speculate on what is expected of us to do. The Lord has made that very clear this morning. The gospel names specific acts. It is not random acts of kindness that he is asking of you. It is specific acts that mirror the kindness that he has shown to us. We are 
to feed hungry people. We are to give drink to thirsty people. We are to welcome the stranger who comes in among us. We are to clothe the one with no clothes. We are to visit the sick. We are, we are to visit the prisoner. St. Simeon, the new theologian, does not let us off this hook very easily. He says that these commands do not indicate one incident, but a consistent attitude toward everyone. A consistent attitude toward everyone. Not a random act of kindness, but a consistent pattern of kindness throughout our lives. St. Seraphim reminded Motovilov, as they stood in the snow, that the Lord promised, as you did to one of the least of my brethren, you did it to me. That is why Mother Teresa saw the face of Christ in the face of the beggar. Dare we to see the face of Christ in that one that's on the street corner with a, with a cardboard sign, in the face of that one who cut us off on the freeway, in the face of that one in the line with us in the bank. So now we come to that spare territory of Lent. And to all of our prayers and our prostrations and our readings and our lovely hymnody and our fasting, may we add the discipline to beg the Lord's mercy and having received it, to pass it on. To love and be merciful to the people we meet. In our fast, may our hunger and our thirst, the thirst that we have, may it somehow be a taking on of the hunger and the thirst that they have, a sharing of that. And what we are given in this holy season, and what we are given on Pascha in the future, may we share it with them. Why? Why would we want to do that? Why would we want to take on such an, a virtually impossible task? as if perhaps concern for the last judgment wasn't enough motivation. The Blessed Father Alexander Schmemann, ever memorable, compels us when he wrote, each one of us has received the gift and the grace of Christ's love. We know that all men ultimately need this personal love, the recognition in them of their unique soul in which the beauty of the whole creation is reflected in a unique way. And we know also that men are in prison and are sick and are thirsty and hungry because that personal love has been denied to them. And we finally know that however narrow and limited the framework of our personal existence may be, that each one of us has been made responsible for a tiny part of the kingdom of God, made responsible by that very gift of Christ's love. Thus, on whether or not we have accepted this responsibility, on whether we have loved or whether we have refused to love, so shall we be judged. We know that we are sinners. 
we know that we are incapable of this assignment that has been given to us by any merit of our own effort. We know we can never measure up to this love. And so we plead for mercy, knowing, confident that he is there ready to give it. And there's a world of hungry, cold, thirsty, wounded, lonely people, beggars in rags and beggars in fine suits. We know that there is a world of beggars that we pass by in our neighborhood who just need a touch of that great love and mercy that we have been so freely given. To give as we have been given, that would be to the glory of God the Father, 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 Father,